been I've been so, like even when I'm in um like recording for music or something, I've really had to like do some crazy setups sometimes, you know, son. So I've done the closets, I've done you know, literally sitting on top of my suitcase trying to get just stock it up. So this isn't quite the weirdest, but I love it though. It's definitely like I love how you have your whole setup. Yeah, perfect. I assume the days of bedroom recording are behind you now, yeah. right? I mean, sometimes actually, sometimes I actually just do it for fun. Like it's nice to just go back in where it all started. You know, like like being in big fancy studios are, are nice, but also. It's nice just writing when you first wake up in the morning, and now I have a studio in like my house and stuff like that, like a proper one. But I, I just kind of like to write outside of the studio sometimes. When you're off tour, do you have a pretty strict schedule when it comes to you know actually getting some work done, getting some writing done? Yes, when I'm off when I'm off tour, I usually have less time to myself. You know, even though it's I'm the one on the stage when I'm on tour, and you know it's I'm the artist on tour. Versus when I'm off tour, it's me balancing, finishing my own albums, like creative directing other artists, um, helping them put their teams together, and also writing their albums as well. On, t- on top of the fact that, like, you know, I kind of have this management conglomerate that's just kind of for me, you know? So it's a lot of, uh, it's a juggling act, you know? But it's kind of what makes my life always exciting and never yeah, never boring. Why do you give yourself so much work? I mean, you you know, mm. you could work a, a quarter of the time and still uh-huh. be successful. Well, I think it's just like I've worked since I was nine years old, and I think yeah. that I I like to go wherever my imagination wants to take me. You know, so if I wanted to just say I'm gonna just write songs forever, like that would be just too easy. It's just too easy to continuously just just be like, okay. There's a well, lot of people out there who are hearing this and are like, oh god, you just said songwriting is easy. <laughs> it's too it, like once you get to a once you get to a certain point of like really being a student of your craft. I think it, it's not songwriting itself that's easy. It's mm-hmm. staying in your comfort zone that's easy. I think is what I mean. Like songwriting is my comfort zone, and so. When it comes to making sure that I'm doing things outside of that so I can always enjoy coming back to songwriting and always have something to write about, I think that that's the harder thing is to get out of that, you know, and and always be reminded to come back to it. Are there ways to get out of your comfort zone while writing? Yeah, I mean, well, I think that for me personally, my my writing and my experiences come from life. Mm -hmm. So I have to get out of my comfort zone in real life, you know, in order for that to really, really show through my writing, whether it's writing for me or whether it's writing for other people. I just kind of have to be exploring those nooks and crannies of, like, my desires, my imagination, my wants, what I think my needs are, like, all of these different things. What is exploring the nooks and crannies of your wants? What, yes. How does that play itself out? Well, it's like the moment that I'm like, oh, I, I passed um, a, like a baking area like when I was riding through the valley. And I was like, you know yeah. what? I want to do it. I love to bake. I love, I love to cook. You know, baking is something that's new to me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I want to go learn how to bake a cake. Me and my friends went that day. And we're like, let's go. Like, literally, it's just going to, if it pops into my head, I'm probably going to do it. You know, there's a reason why it popped into my head. I'm not the type of person to be like, well, maybe another time. I'm like, let's do it right now. You know, if it, and I think that having that kind of 
um, that sense of wonder, that little mm. child in you that is curious about everything. I'm curious about everything to the point where, like, my mom will have to tell me, like, oh, no. The moment that I'm curious about something is like, oh, don't go into the rabbit hole, Taylor. Don't go. Because I'm like, I'll end up literally like, I wanted to know where my Yorkie came from. I found out that they came from this specific time period and how they ended oh, up turning. Oh, how they, how they like, were actually bred in the first place? Yes. Yeah. Like, I go, like, down rabbit holes because I'm so curious, yeah. you know? I mean, you must have been a kid with a lot of hobbies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've been working since I was nine. So, yeah. literally, I think that that's why at this point in my life, I did have to get to the point where I was like, okay, what what things do you enjoy outside of songwriting, outside of singing, outside of dancing, outside of acting? What do you enjoy? Who are you? Not what do you do? You know, and that was something that I had to find out later on in life because when most kids are finding out who they are and they're, you know, playing on the they're playing on the playground and they're doing all these other things, I was working. I was really coming into what I did versus who I was. And now, you know, in, in my in my twenties, I'm like, you know what? Let's let's just run with wherever your heart takes you. I love to travel, and inevitably I meet people. I meet I meet strangers that tell me their version of love. That tell me their version of life, their experiences, all of those things. Which is where now now we're adding to what music is. Now we're adding to my songwriting capabilities because I'm able to listen to other things. Are you talking about fans or just or are you just the Both. kind of per- people just spill their Yes, people. What what is it about you that (laughs) makes people just want to tell you everything? I I think I'm so curious. Like from from my birthday in uh, September, I'll just be like, well, like strangers talk to me all the time, and I'm definitely the type of person that's like, hey, what's good? You know. So if you ever see me out and about, I'm always the type to be like. Hey, hi. <laughs> and so I ended up, um, even in Hawaii, I became friends with so many different couples because like they were on their couples retreat. I just went by myself because <laughs> I'm usually surrounded by yeah. people all day, every day. So I went to the furthest edge of the, you know, Isn't island. Isn't traveling alone great? I think it's underrated. Traveling, just being somewhere in a new place by yourself. Oh, yes. Because again, going back to getting out of your comfort zone, yeah. it was somewhere I'd never been. I don't know anybody on this island. And now I just have to kind of make new friends or ask questions like how do I get here and you never know who you might meet so I ended up you know there's people that are like they still text me from that vacation I'm like hey what's good you know so I, I think I always make a new friend when I'm when I'm traveling and that kind of goes back into like just the music you know because if I was stuck in the studio all day like what what are you experiencing yeah. that you're gonna write about that's different than the song you wrote last week Something like baking a cake, is that, did that inform the songwriting process for you? <laughs> I think it actually gets me out of my mind a little bit. Yeah. Everything, every single t- conversation I have is like, oh, that could be a song. There's this one. It's like, you have to get away from it. To, so I'm it's just, like, it's meditative it's, in a way. It's, yeah, it's yeah. literally that. Cooking, doing anything but the music because I take in so much. I write around like 200 songs a year. It's like, I'm taking in so much information, so much music, so much like from a fan perspective, from a songwriter perspective, from an executive perspective, from a publisher's perspective, like I'm taking in a lot of music. So the thing that allows me to have perspective and a clear perspective is to be able to step away from it and be able to see it from a bird's eye view or come back to it and say, whew, I'm so happy to be back in the studio again, which is also what touring does for me. It takes me, oh, I can't do that session because I'm on the road. Mm. I can always say, but I had to get this song out and I make sure that I can record while I'm on the road if I want to, you know, but it gives me a moment to miss the music. Where did that work ethic go? 200 songs a year. I mean, mm. what, what drives you to write that much? 
literally life. Like, yeah. there's so much to say. There's so much to see. Did you write a song today? <laughs> I literally did a little funny freestyle for my mom. My mom yeah. was quitting her job, and I was like, this is what you got to say. And I made her a little jingle, jingle. She's not going to really do it, but... <laughs> can, you, can, you give me, can you give me a little bit of that jingle? I want to hear what that sounds like. I literally was like, um, some things like, I quit today, I quit today, don't need to get paid, so I quit today. Help me to see you again. Like, some... It was very, very silly. Yeah. I came up with it on the fly, and while I was getting my hair and my makeup done. It's a little Dolly Parton 9 to 5 yes, in there, right? Yes, it was. It was. Was yeah. very like country, country. Like <laughs> she was just cracking up at me. How much of it is just sort of workshopping? How much of it is just getting it out of your system? Most of it is getting it out my out of my system <laughs> because nobody's gonna put out 200 songs in one year. Like you would literally <laughs> go crazy if you weren't writing all these songs if down. If I couldn't them and, get it out, yeah. I would go crazy you know so that's why it's it's good for me personally to let it happen naturally because it happens often naturally because of like you know i started these camps called burnout right and it was because i noticed that most creatives burn out very easily because they're so focused on let's write the song let's write the song let's write the song and that's all that it is versus fueling that creativity by experience in life um meeting a stranger saying goodbye to a longtime friend Mm. whatever getting your heart broken breaking somebody else's heart whatever it is like you have to have those experiences and for me I think that right now I'm just like chasing life and saying like okay who am I today who will I be tomorrow and I'm writing out those moments because these songs are my diary so I know that my perspective is going to be different probably a week from now maybe months maybe years Mm -hmm. and decades from now so I it's my job as a writer and as a creative to capture that moment while I still feel it there. When I first started to write, it was very interesting because things are very dramatic when you're a young, new writer. You're going through experiences for the first time, you know, versus I was 17, like, I want to write for Beyonce and Rihanna. Well, she's married. Mm-hmm. How, what, do you, how, how, what do you know about that? You've never um, been married to Jay-Z? Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Like, no. you know, she, like there's all of these things that you haven't experienced as a young writer, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of your imagination and it's a lot of your vulnerability of saying, this is happening for the first time and it's so dramatic, you know, which you'll never get that back. I talk to a lot of writers and, and they think there's a value in having a, having distance from something. Mm-hmm. Just outside of songwriting, but just dealing with stuff in your life, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you have examples. We all have examples of things that like, we didn't really have perspective on until it was in the past. Yes. But you, you have such a sense of urgency. Do you think that there's going to be or has there been a point in your life when you've gone back and, and revisited things with that distance? Of course, of course, because I don't, I don't think that even when I'm writing those, you know, 200 songs a year, it's not writing them just to finish a song. Mm. It's writing them to get it out, right? And they're like Fight, for instance, with my song with Florida Georgia Line, this was a concept I tried to write out years ago, and it just wasn't right. But I know that I had to say that, and it was something in my soul that was like, like it's just not quite right, you know? And when it came back around, it's a completely new song with the same concept. What was the difference between the two versions? Different melody, different um, lyric. It always said certain, it's always said the lyric, I'm not saying you're right, I'm not saying I'm wrong, I'm just saying tonight I want to get along. Mm-hmm. The, the it always said that. Um, but different, completely different yeah. order. I actually say like, you know, <laughs> like that. So who was right and who was wrong yeah, were different, but yeah, the like, words were there. Exactly. Like, That's you funny. know, that lyric was in the pre-hook of a previous song and it was just like something that I was trying to get together and I never would finish them because it just wasn't right. 
So mm. I think that when you approach the song of saying, I'm not just writing just to finish a song, I'm writing to get it out. And now when you it comes to releasing that song, then that's a different perspective you have to take. But I think that most artists, they have, a, a t- they have time to really sit with it when you're creating yeah. a project. You know, like my song, I Want You, is now something that I've written three years ago. You know, and I was able to see that perspective. But by the time it even came out, it was already like a year old because it was a process of building mm-hmm. an album. So in order for me to say, I still like this song that much later <laughs> is is a lot for me personally because I have ADHD and there's a lot of songs in the world. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but I figured that might be the case. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so these all exist, what, on your phone, on your computer, in yes. a notebook? Yes, on my phone. Yeah. And sometimes it's just on I've thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of voice memos and and notepads and things like that. Sometimes it's just a line, but I try to write like four lines so I can understand truly where my headspace is. And if I need to come back to it, I can go back in my brain and revisit. Like, this is why I felt this way. How do you keep that organized? That's crazy. I don't know. Funny enough, as ADHD I am, I'm very organized. Like, my calendar, my everything, like, I know what I'm doing in August, you know? If Rihanna was like, hey, I want to collaborate, could you be like, go back in the mind banks and kind of pull a song off the shelf that might be a good fit? Well, usually I like to, okay, like, when I go into a studio with an artist, period, I like to just start it from scratch. I don't like to be like, oh, I'm going to pull up some things, some ideas. Now, if there's like, yo, there's a specific song that I want to see, do you happen to have anything like that? Mm-hmm. Then I'll be like, okay, let's go back into the into the archives and, and see what we have. But there might be like a word or a phrase that you can mm-hmm. borrow. Yeah. Yes, and then I basically, in that case, then I literally, if there's like, you know what, this would be perfect for you. I can literally type that word in my notepad, Uh, and it'll come up, and it'll be whether it's 2016 or from six months ago. Like that, I think that that's why I started to do it that way, which was kind of impossible to do on on pen and paper. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you put out a mixtape. Your first Mm -hmm. like record was a mixtape, and. You know, since you're somebody who's so prolific, why does it feel necessary to sort of like go through kind of the more traditional means mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, of, of record labels, of album productions? You know, it would be an interesting mm-hmm. exercise to see you do a song a day or, you mm-hmm. know, do a song a month, release something, you know, release something straight to like SoundCloud or mm-hmm. Spotify. Well, I don't think they're necessary. So I think, like, let's start there. They're, they're not necessary at all. Labels are great partners yeah. if you have the right one. I don't think anything is like a necessary sure. for success, though. But I feel I mean, like they for used me, to be for sure, right? They definitely yeah. used to be, and so I think for me, I happen to 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 be lucky enough to my label. They they respect me as a businesswoman. They respect me as an artist. <laughs> they respect yeah. me as an executive on the music side. So it's one of those things of that's why I released my mixtape independently to show them this is where the bar is. We have to go. <laughs> we have to go above this. This is what I could do without exactly. you, basically. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and they know that, and and it's awesome because it it gave us a, a, a presence to say, look, I'm I'm coming in this game. My st- mixtape is streamed a few hundred million times. I have Khalid, I have Sid, I have all these different artists. What are you going to bring to the table? And I think that every artist should force their label to pull up, you know, because if you're going to be signing any type of label uh, contract, whether it's a manager, whether it's a publisher, or somebody that's going to own you, or that's going to own a portion of your likelihood, like of all of those things, 
you should set that president. You should show them this is what I can do on my own because then it also allows them to say, well, this is what we can add to the picture. And I think that any any artist needs that right partner. So whether it's a publisher, whether it's a label, whether it's a PRO, there's always somebody that or uh, an accumulation of people that makes sense for that particular artist. You know, and for me in particular, there were a lot of things that I was like, okay, in this world, this is what I think would add to my artistry. Mm -hmm. So they gave me my own label, and I signed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, let's 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 do it. You just kind of set the scene. We're in this like crazy practice space with all these like Broadway singers and everything. You got your your dancers on there, and I was thinking of a I think it's a I think it's a Jay Z line. What is it like? I'm not a businessman i'm a businessman you know that exactly where it's just like you're a whole you got a whole production going on yes 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 definitely a whole production you know it started off as tailor-made ink yeah which was just me at first and then it stemmed off into parks publishing which is now me and numerous other writers and producers these all just sort of came out of specific necessities yeah, honestly, like literally the same way that writings came from being a necessity and it ended up being something that was like, oh, I understand the value that I can add into doing this differently because mm. we have too many publishers who don't do music. We have too many label executives who don't do music. Great ears sometimes, but we have so many opportunities for creatives to be involved in this type of level of things that could actually benefit creatives. You know, and when you have creatives that are willing to say, you know what, I want to learn my business. I want to, only if you're interested. I was going to school for entertainment law. That's something that I am personally interested in. I am personally interested in changing laws for songwriters and producers and, you know, really being an activist in that way. And I've always cared about what what is in my contract and how can we make it better. And so I don't think that every creative is like that, but I do think that we have to have more creatives that step up and say, if you are doing this behind the scenes, I had a lot of people taking credit for, you know, a lot of my success because most people don't believe that an artist can manage themselves or that, you know, a songwriter can manage themselves. But I think that the idea of a quote unquote manager of what it is is outdated versus saying this is a team member. I have a massive team of people that help me, you know, but people usually just say like the manager, the manager, the manager. think it's just the idea that's outdated not the role for a lot of people it's once they see the sausage being made on that side you know once mm-hmm. they see like i mean the, the music industry is a it's a yucky place right mm-hmm. it's, it's bad and a lot of people have been just sort of like profoundly screwed and and the, the label system is is, is antiquated uh, for a lot of people once they see that side of things it just completely ro- ruins the romanticization of being in the music industry but you saw it and you still wanted to mm-hmm. be out in front of things yes I, I've had my wins I've had my losses I've had my lesson learned I'll call them instead of losses actually because you know it doesn't make me go away it actually just fuels me even more. Dogs. Yeah. yeah, it fuels me even more. There was a lot of people who told me, you know, you can't be a singer and a songwriter and a producer and a this and a businesswoman. It's like, says who? Says who? Dolly's telling you that. Literally, so the... many different people, so many different people throughout my entire career. And I'm like, okay, we saw Dolly Parton start to do it. Okay, yeah. we see Alicia Keys who also owns a studio in Times Square. We see so many different people, and so, but it's still so hard for people to believe when there's another young creative coming up and doing it because we've been so stigmatized like to the idea that artists are dumb and that artists don't only care about being on stage and they only do that like that's not true I think a lot of people just don't want to 
worry about it, yeah, which, which I people, respect, and, right? And that also is the other side of it. Yeah. If you don't want to worry about it, then save yourself the hassle because trust me, only if you really truly want to do this will you not go crazy in the end of it all. You know, it's only that that drives me to say, I, I still enjoy doing it. If I still enjoy doing it after seeing how much bullshit it is, yeah. you know, then I must truly love it. Are you a micromanager just in all aspects of your life? Are you that person? I try not to be, yeah. but the moment that somebody gets something wrong, I'm like, see, you, you're pulling me back into my <laughs> Virgo ways. You're, like, you're pulling me back into my Virgo ways. I try to honestly hire people who I really trust are yeah. great at what they do, you know, so that I don't have to micromanage because I think that, first of all, it gives people an opportunity to show what they can do and to grow and to, for whatever they end up doing. They might work for me now. They might work for themselves a year from now or five or ten years from now but it gives for instance the photographer that is talented enough for me not to direct i want you to get your vision across i don't want to micromanage your vision because you're going to probably come up with something way cooler than me same thing with the director that you know you have doing your music videos same thing with you know the producers that you're going to collab with allow people to get their idea out telling people how to do their job is a really easy way to piss people (laughs) exactly exactly now sometimes you do have to tell people okay let's do it this is the way that you know whatever whatever this is is my product it's my name on something exactly But I think that more people should hire people that they trust to be great at their job, you know? Are you a perfectionist? Oh, definitely. Is Uh, it hard for you to get stuff out the door? I don't think it's hard to get stuff out of the door because I think I'm a perfectionist, but I've grown to realize that, I mean, nothing's going to be perfect. And I don't want to ever be that artist that is taking four years to put out an album and is just scaring myself on accident. Like, it just makes you put more pressure on yourself Mm. more pressure for like i don't i don't think that i think having too too close of relationship like what we were saying with this only hurts the music and it hurts like you feeding your fan base the things that you want to put it out they want you to put it out so where is the disconnect happening here it's only fear i think that if you create projects out of fear like the worst that can happen is you put out a new project and you know maybe i have the luxury to say that because either way i'm good i have songs on the charts either way whether they're my songs or other people's songs but i think that more people have that freedom than they think once you were in it for a while did you find the song writing for other people to be frustrating of of not being able to actually sort of go out and perform the songs yourself no I, i don't think that there's any song that made my album that i could hear any other artist doing like I think that it actually gave me a freedom to say, hey, it's a really fun challenge for me to hit a bullseye. And when I say hit the bullseye, it means mm. like an artist will come to you and be like, I want to up-tempo, but it has to feel sad. But it also has to feel <laughs> this. And then it also has to have the word this in it because I'm going through that. And it's like, okay. You, you like that when somebody gives you very specific Somet- parameters? Sometimes. It just depends. It yeah. just depends on who, what I feel is worth it. You sure. know what I'm saying? There's always an artist that you're like, okay, I will jump through all of these yeah. rings of fire just to prove to you that I can do it. You know? And that's just a fun challenge to myself. Like, it's just, it's just okay, how good are you as a songwriter? Because that is what a songwriter does. And you have to turn off that artistry brain, you know? How can you, how can you really, really get this person's point across? And mm. most of the times, they don't even know what they want. They're just saying shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> but... You know, then there's the other side of saying like, okay, for me, for me as an artist, it gives me the freedom to say, okay, what is it that you want? 
you know? Like, I like the structure of giving somebody else what they want and kind of being like that that thing. And then I also like the freedom of saying, now I really, really know, even more so, that I'm being true to myself and my music because I'm going the complete opposite way than everybody else is doing, you know, in regards to, oh, it has to be this way and it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just kind of trying to live my life and, and have my music reflect that. You did sort of set yourself parameters from the standpoint of it being... I don't know if concept record is the right way oh, to describe it, but um, you know, to to create a, a cohesive song cycle. Yeah, you're completely right on that. You're definitely like right on the fact that I don't just like throw a project together by any means. I think that you know, I get out the things that I think most artists would be too afraid to do, such as in in regards to saying, "Look, we're going to stick to a concept, yeah, and we're gonna we're not going to go based off of whatever, you know, and we're, I'm going to release this when I want to release this, and I'm going to like." And not be afraid of what the reaction is. Obviously, I'm human. I want people mm. to like it. Mm-hmm. But also, I understand that music is just all about the taste and it's the right timing. And all of these extra things that, you know, kind of make you a little bit less afraid. You know, when you're when you're thinking about everybody else's opinion, when you're creating something that's from your heart... It hurts a little. It hurts a little more when they when they don't like it. Like yeah. Erica Badu said, "I'm already some sensitive about my shit because it's for you." So then you have to remind yourself, "Well, who am I creating this for? Am I writing this to get it out, or am I writing this to make sure that it relates?" Because there's two different types of artists in this world. There's artists and there's like pop stars, mm. right? You have the Frank Oceans who are like, I'll, "I'll release a project when I want to, and it's totally fine." And then you have the pop stars that are like every album cycle, they're like, "Ah." to be relevant yeah and they're chasing something they're chasing something versus just being you know and i don't want to ever chase anything i I think is the point like i work with a lot of both of those types of artists both so i've been exposed to understanding you know the critically acclaimed artists gets afraid that they'll be too Mm. cool and to be too pop and the ones that are too pop are afraid that they'll never be critically acclaimed so because i'm exposed to that i understand that there's a middle ground to be found, and then there's also there is no win. There's there's no this is better than the other. You just have to kind of do your thing, and whatever the people take it into, that's what they'll turn it into. There's nothing that you can do that's going to sway that. You know, when when you you know started writing, as you said, in cases a, a lot of like legit pop stars with a, a capital P, and you're dealing with a record label. Do you feel that because of those connections that they were? attempting to push you in a certain direction? Oh, of course. I mean, when I, when I first signed, my label was more so like, okay, she's an R&B act and she's yeah. this and that, which I was like, I don't know what part of my project you felt like was just of my mixtape that you felt like was just R&B. What does R&B mean in 2020? It's literally Is it like saying urban? Is that what it is? Freaking two freaking letters. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it means to me. But you I know? mean, is it like saying urban on a chart? Yes, is it just yes. like saying is it like this is a nice music way of by saying a black this person? is music by black people. You know, and if you understand like the history and, and what the names of those charts used mm-hmm. to actually be, then you understand it a little bit more on we've just kind yeah. of been um we've just kind of been like used to saying this is urban music and now my label lasts it makes them like oh let me put a little urban song on it for you <laughs> like to help you understand it a little oh. bit more sometimes and they're like oh here she goes yeah, yeah. it was a very big thing that we had and i'm like stop trying to make uh, black artists one thing you know and like my project and spe- like my project specifically has pop moments it has urban moments it has um 
lots, it has a country moment with Tomboys mm. Have Feelings too, which made sense when I put out the song with Florida Georgia Line. And none of my fans are like, but I just don't get the the genre. They don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, like no fan is being like, I just don't get the genre. I feel like it's just an easy way for promoters and for playlisters and all that stuff to sift through without actually listening when they're getting these things that are based off of like, okay, well, where, how do we categorize it? Um, listen to it and th- go with your emotions, not based off of what somebody is telling you or not based off of this big bucket that you're just trying to categorize in your head. You know, it's that's the olden days. One of the nice things about technology and one of the nice things about sort of like fragmentation and, and, and streaming services versus, you know, record stores, things like that is like, I don't think people below a certain age care. No, they don't. And I think that it's it's really just a matter of people, like publishers, label, yeah. labels, um, like all of these people catching up, you know, because we have a lot of the same people that were in that building before people did care. You know what I'm saying? It's literally sure. the same people that yeah. we've been, you know, shopping records to for the past 20, 30, 40 years, you know, and that's, and it's very hard to change the mentality of something that's mm-hmm. existed for a long, a long time and worked. I can't blame, you know, them for saying, well, this has been working for the past 60, 70 years or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm making them sound like sure. all this. You know, I think it's mostly a good thing. You know, the, the, the one thing that like it would, they sort of concerned me about like Spotify versus like, you know, back in my day, you know, <laughs> you go, go into the record store and like, you know, like, like flipping through albums and, you know, doing research and stuff is, is I do worry. I wonder if people are losing context. You know, I wonder if people are sort of losing history. I wonder if, you know, if like having a little, like a banjo on a song or a little like country twang, you know, are people going to go back and dig it up? And are they going to go like, listen to like, you know, Hank Williams, you know what I mean? Like in the way that I think traditionally people have been like, Oh, I like this thing. I'm going to explore it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I wonder how much people are actually continuing to explore it and how much of it is just sort of something that just, you know, spins by on a mixtape. I honestly, I agree with you, like to a certain extent, because it's like there's so many records coming out that you could easily lose sight. So, and it's so easy if you're not like going to a store and buying a record of just hitting forward on the Spotify, yeah, or just shuffle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, and just basically putting, listening to whatever is forced in your face, yeah, whatever is the highest on the playlist, whatever is the highest on the like, and everybody likes to think that their ideas are so original, mm-hmm. and they're just so unique, and they're the only ones who know about this thing. But at the end of the day. We're all heavily influenced by ads. We're all heavily influenced by streaming platforms yeah. and, and all of these other things. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. It just depends on kind of what you're looking for. Like, there's no possible way to not find what you're searching for. So if you're the type of person that's curious enough to say, you know what, yeah. I want to go to these other not so popular playlists, or I want to go into you know and and find out what what else is on because anybody can upload music to Spotify. So then there's a million different ways to explore it if you're like yeah. not too lazy. Do you get a sense of where people are finding out about you? Honestly, it's from so many different yeah. places. Some people find out about me through the movie Hairspray. Some people find out about me through, you know, some of the artists that I write for. 
Some people know me through being AJ on The Walking Dead um, or Sims. Like, and so I think that also because I've done, again, all, so many different things and just I'm just doing it because it's fun to me. It's really fun for me. It's even more fun to, for me when people tell me, oh, I met you from, I know you because I saw you open up for Lizzo. And yeah. I, the next day I downloaded your entire album. Or, oh, my God, you're AJ. And I'm like, well, my name's Taylor. But, <laughs> you know, and they're like, but then I found out that AJ saying yeah i loved him you know it's i think that that's also makes me inspired to continuously do those things that i have fun doing you know instead of shying away from them because people just feel like you can't do it all and i'm not doing it all i'm just doing the things that are fun for me so so the acting is it feels more like a fun thing at this point yeah like i I think that all of it feels like a fun thing at this point i'm really like happy it's all feels like a fun thing Obviously, but do you feel more defined by one particular aspect i mean it seems like music, being music yeah. definitely music is is my career is my job it's my thing yeah. you know um and and i think that every single time i've had to kind of make an evolution within um within music so first being the songwriter first being like you know having to prove myself as a songwriter yeah. then having to prove myself as something else and then having to prove myself now as an artist i think that it's all it's still new every single time so right now the artistry it gives me something that's like okay hmm, i have something to prove again you yeah. know which is exciting yeah. you know do you do you worry about spreading yourself too thin do you worry about burnout well i think that because i always keep that in front of my brain like make sure that you're not spreading yourself thin. like it's the number one thing that pops how do you up avoid that i mean you're doing 50 things at once well, you have great teams. Yeah. You create great teams so that you avoid that. You know, now if I wanted to do everything myself and I wanted to micromanage, then yes, you're going to burn out. But there's there's a reason why, you know, people way bigger than me who have way more going on are successful at it, you know? And and I think it's just proper like team management, time management. And that's literally how I've just been getting through life. It's just Saying, okay, and also understanding, like, yo, if I want to do this film, for instance, that's going to have to wait six months from now or a year from now and understanding that I'll be able to loop back around. But I think placing the importance of it and having that mind, that kind of category in my brain on which one is more more, most important to me and those are always the ones that i find first and then everything else i'll find some way to connect back to it at the proper timing as a a self-described adhd but well organized sometimes micromanager yes (laughs) do you have like a five-year plan i mean how far out are you thinking at this point Hmm. Right now, I am at, at around like probably like five years. Okay, what is what does you five years from now look like? Five years from now, I'm, I have my publisher hat on. You know, my writers and my producers are killing okay. it. I'm still having records. It's not going to be just like full time kayaker. Or... <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. But I always told myself that I would be able to retire by the time I was thirty. Um, I won't. but I would be able to, you know, and that's, and that's also me knowing that, okay, I could quit right now and be done and retire for the rest of my life, but I'm doing this because it's fun. But you see yourself maybe transitioning more into the business side of things? I don't think, 
more or less. I think continuously yeah. building out what I'm doing now, which is setting the foundation. I think having those companies grow over the years, you know, and watching them grow. Um, between Park Studios, which puts on the burnout camps, and we give away grants to different creatives that say, for instance, you can't afford to get that uh, Adobe Photoshop or you can't afford to get that mm-hmm. home studio. We give, we're giving away grants. Like, I just want to give back. You know what I'm saying? I'm 26 years old. Been working since I was nine. Like I've done, I've written for most of the people that I want to write for. At this point, is me just continuing that and to, and finding new inspiration within in music outside of my my own music. You know, and and really learning and soaking up the culture like as an artist and and really exploring that and growing. Like that's all that I'm looking forward to doing. Like right now, I'm I have like five different companies. So it's like. Okay, that's that is my five year plan. The thing that I'm starting yeah. right now is literally watching that grow. Do you get a sense that the um the the writing and performing part will eventually kind of you know I, I, not go away but maybe fade into the background a little bit? No, I don't think that yeah. that the songwriting you or performing whatever to, could I couldn't give it up no. if I wanted to. Um, because at the end of the day, as much as I'm a businesswoman, I'm, I'm a creative. Yeah, you know, and that's something that naturally pours out of me the same way that coming up with creative deals pours out of me. But I, I don't think that I would ever give up uh, performing uh, until I was like, you know, too old to be on that stage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even, even think, then, I don't think there is a too old now. Yeah. I talked to a lot of people in their 70s and 80s on this show who are yeah. still out there doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there yeah. was like there there used to be a stigma, but yeah. it's kind of gone now. If it if I if I'm still having fun, I always yeah. say this: I'll do anything for as long as I'm having having fun doing it. You know, like I'll continuously do that. Right now. I could see myself definitely going hard and and on the business side in, in my thirties and, and forties, but also still being on the stage. But at that point, mm. I will have had enough success within those companies to continue uh, to build. You know, I'm trying to be the Madonna of my Maverick. I'm trying mm. to be the Jay Z of my Rock Nation. You know, so it's it's one of those things, and you don't really have you don't have a young black woman that has built. Of Rock mm. Nation or a Maverick or a you know, and and like you've had a lot of very successful artists that have had great artist careers, but I'm trying to build something bigger than that, something that to say when I'm long gone and dead, yeah. there are these artists that my companies have been able to be a part of culture and help those other artists become the biggest thing. And that's how you're influenced culture. That's what I want to do. You feel like as a black woman that you have something to prove because it hadn't been done before. I think that I think that I wouldn't that that's not probably the reason why I want to do yeah. it but I think that that also that adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. Definitely adds fuel adds fuel to the fire because I'm like, wait, if it's two if it's 2020 and I see that it hasn't been done and I, and I'm doing this along with I see a lot of other people starting to really take a bit take their business seriously. Imagine where songwriters and producers and artists could be 10 years from now mm. seeing the foundation that I'm laying and taking it to the whole another level. You know, so if we're starting this now, it kind of makes me excited for what business will be when I am 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. You know, we were talking before we turned the mics on about kind of what a blur it's been and how <laughs> you went straight from, I think, the the plane into the studio. I mean, there must be nights where it's not fun, right? And there's nights when it feels like a, a job. There's nights when you're mm-hmm. like sick or tired and don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to be doing it. Yeah, there's definitely nights where I'm tired as shit. Like, but... I think that that's one of the things or on those nights 
or I'm so tired and I just want to go to sleep and I check in with myself, mm. you know, which is one thing that like we, we, we teach ourselves at the burnout camp, like mindfulness, um, gratitude, because that's one of the things it's easy to take it for granted when you have it. You know, and so when you're in that area in your life and you feel like, I don't need this shit, I don't need another platinum record, I don't need another Grammy nomination, I don't need another, you know, and then you say, okay, first of all, let's take a second to be thankful for that. Secondly, are we still happy doing this? Thirdly, are we are we properly managing our time and our energy and all of those things? That Because it is like this kind of, um, it is this like, kind of like science experience and you're always saying okay i need to do a little bit more of this now yep. and a little less of this and then next week you might need a little bit more of time and a little bit less of this sometimes you might need a little bit more love in that week and sometimes it's like you're constantly creating these formulas mm. for whatever you need to in life but it's impossible to do that if you're not checking in with yourself so i think any moment where i feel like i'm getting like whoo i'm tired let's get to the source of that and what are you doing what in this equation is not feeding um, your soul, you know, and you take it out and it could come back up six months later, you know, in better timing or whatever. But I think always checking in with yourself, you know. Do you ever see that possibly manifesting itself as, you know, maybe getting to a point where, where you're taking the acting part more seriously, where that comes mm-hmm. back to the forefront? Funny enough, I have been interested, and in yeah. I think right now I'm, I'm really focused on just the artistry and, and really. I saw. I looked at your IMDb page, and it's funny because it's all these like you're kind of like popping up places, I'm like, but you're just like it's like choir singer, yes, or, exactly. You know, it's just like voice in like Justice League. Exactly, it's the weirdest shit. Exactly, I'm like okay, okay, yeah. you know, and you're like you're you're um you're working that muscle out. Exactly, exactly. I'm like okay, I I don't want to completely give it up because it also mm. adds to my. I think my history with songwriting, I mean, my history with acting also added to songwriting. For instance, when you're when you're an actress and you're stepping into a role and you read the character breakdown, what they've been through, how old they are, the type of personality that they have, that's exactly what you're doing when you're re- interpreting an artist. Hmm. You know? And so because I see the value that that's added and also the value that knowing how to show up on time to a set and knowing how not to waste people's time is that I people aren't used to dealing with the type of creative I am and I think that it's because I come from those types of worlds. You know, I don't I'm not waking up at two PM. I'm not waking I I've been working since I was nine years old on sets, you know? So it's a completely different world and because I know that those things add to where I'm going, I'm like, okay, so this is just another tool that will add to, and I guess at the right timing, so I don't make sure that I don't overwhelm myself, at the right timing, I can come back to that tool, and I can grow, and I can, you know, maybe maybe the way that I do music will add to what I'm doing in acting down the road. You were, what, 12, 13 in Hairspray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you said Grammy nominations, and, you know, working with all these stars, and being on, you know, Disney Channel shows. Is there... Do you still have moments of surreality at this point? Do things still feel crazy, stuff that's happening to you? Sometimes I cannot believe my life. Yeah. To the point where, like, like it'll make me a little bit emotional right now. But, like, sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> this, like, I don't think that I could have um, explained to little me that not only will you yeah. songwrite, you're going to get there, but you're going to go far beyond 
what you thought you were going to do. What was the last time you remember really kind of having that feeling where you're like, holy shit, what is happening in my life right now? Today. Today. Because today I had my first sold out show for a headlining tour, my very first headlining tour. And today I was just like, you know, and I'm I'm sitting down with my photographer who I met literally walking down the street. Um, He was like (laughs) picking up some trash. (laughs) <laughs> like, you're like you're like you there picking like, up the trash. I want you to shoot me. <laughs> well, he literally was like, "Yo, I love your outfit. Like, yeah. I do photography. This is my job on the side." And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, what kind of pictures you take? Yeah. I'm not about to go nowhere with you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he showed me these beautiful shots, and he took out his camera. He's just like, I, "I just do this job to make money on the side or whatever." He's literally here with me today, and we've been. And that was five or six years ago. So crazy because we were talking and same thing with a lot of other people who have been on my team forever. And he remembers, you know, when it was, I wasn't on the stage at all. And then Mm -hmm. he remembers when it was like two people that gave a shit. And then, you know, now he's really being able to see people are singing along to every single word. And, you know, I've been blessed enough to be able to open up for all these incredible artists. So I think also a massive part of me keeping that perspective is keeping the people around me that started with me way yeah. back then because they're also better at sometimes they're reminding you how far you've come because sometimes I forget. They're good at keeping it humble, but also the people who believed in you when you weren't on top. Exactly. Those are the people you want around you. Exactly. And it's really nice to have and, and to understand that, okay, I'm doing something right as a leader for them to still want to be around and they're doing something right as a creative or whatever, you know, and as a teammate to to that we can experience this journey together like the same thing i experienced with you know thank you next and like that entire album was like wow i'm at the grammy grammys with my friends right now you know and that's cool because this is not the first time at the grammys but this is the first time that i'm there with my friends for something that i did with my friends you know and that's not something that a lot of people can say 